0: Hello and welcome to the Heredity Podcast with me, Dr. James Bergen. For roughly 10,000 years, barley has been an invaluable crop. This grain feeds livestock, gets turned into alcohol, and, of course, we eat it. But in an ever-changing climate, could some of its wild relatives hold important genetic diversity for plant breeding? It's an interesting question, and one we'll explore today, as we hear from the authors behind the recent Heredity paper, Physical Geography, Isolation by Distance, and Environmental Variables, Shape Genomic Variation of Wild Barley in the Southern Levant. Welcome to the Heredity Podcast. Can you please both introduce yourselves?
1: Uh, my name is Chuwe Chang and uh, I'm currently a PhD student in the Institute of Plant Breeding at University of Pohrheim. And my study is focusing on the genetic analysis of barley germplasm and uh, their implementation and barley breeding.
2: Yeah, and my name is Karl Schmid. I'm professor in the Institute of Plant Breeding, Seed Science, and Population Genetics at the University of Hohenheim, and I'm heading the research group Crop Biodiversity and Breeding Informatics.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you both very much for joining me. It's really lovely to have you both on the podcast. And I guess the first thing is, can you tell us a bit about what your study was on?
1: Okay, so uh, in this paper, we are trying to figure out how uh, different evolutionary factors shape the population of white barley in the southern levant. The reason that we're interested in wild barley is because it can be a very interesting genetic resources for barley breeding since they, they have grown in the wild environment for a long period and they're supposedly adapt to their local environment, especially in the Levant region. There's very diverse environment. Okay, so um, I think maybe I need to introduce about this region. So uh, Levant is a geographic uh, area that includes a large... Eastern Mediterranean regions, and the place that we are studying is the, the southern part of Levant. And within this region, it has very diverse climate within very short geographic range. So since we are studying in a very small regions, they supposedly will have a lot of migrations. But uh, meanwhile, the highly diverse environments should impose very strong natural selection to the population there. So this will become a very complex but interesting system for the study. And uh, we think this kind of environment would provide some selection to those mutations that can be used in body breeding when it comes to the to study of, uh, related to, to climate change.
0: Fantastic. So I mean, your study sounds really interesting, and obviously it's from a region where we get a lot of our cereal crops from. And I'm really curious as to what it was that you set out to do in the study. So what specifically were you looking at here?
1: Okay, so uh, one thing we want to ask is, in this region, whether the selective forces or the non-selective forces, which is the main force to shape the population in this region. And another thing we want to look at is, possibility to identify the adaptive loci, which means the uh, genomic regions that related to the adaptation to the uh, stressful environment. We want to look at those possible genomic regions because they could possibly become very useful genetic variation in the body breeding. So that's the the main goal of this uh, study.
0: Fantastic. And what was it that you actually did to uh, sort of answer your questions? Because obviously, barley is kind of a staple food, but you were using wild varieties. So what is it you actually did in this study?
1: Okay. uh, So in this study, since the wild barley is the ancestor of cultivated barley, so uh, they are able to cross with cultivated barley, and uh, there's a reason why, why uh, we consider they as uh, genetic resources for improve the cultivated barley. And uh, in the study, we use wild barley collect across the southern Levant, mostly from Israel, and they cover a very diverse climate and different, very different environment. Okay, so we use those wild barley collection and uh, we use genotyping by sequencing approach to obtain their genotype. And uh, we also obtain the environmental data, including the climate data, soil data, and topographic data. We get those data from open database and trying to find out the association between genotype and uh, environment so, so roughly speaking, we, we use the uh, high-density samples across the landscape, and uh, we use the high-density markers, DNA markers, and then uh, use the high-resolution environmental data, and uh, combined with the state of art population genomic tools to achieve our goal. Mm,
0: brilliant. And what were some of the key things that you were finding?
1: Okay, so as I mentioned, in the thousand events, there is a very diverse environment. So they supposedly have very strong environmental selection to the wild wild population. However, we found that the uh, special autocorrelation explained much higher amount of genomic variation than the environment. So this uh, finding suggests that non-selective forces should be more important than the environmental selection to the wild population in the Southern Levant region. And uh, secondly, we found that the environmental variables, they are more related to the water availability, like the precipitation and the soil water content. And environmental variables related to the water availability explain the highest amount of genomic variation than the other environmental variables. So um, this finding suggests that the water deficiency could be an important selective force to the wild barley population. And based on this, uh, this uh, give us more evidence to further investigate the drought tolerance alleles in the future studies and help us to, to identify some materials for further experiment.
2: Which types of genes are involved in local adaptation? This is often a very interesting question because uh, there's a very big diversity of different gene families, uh, types of genes with different functions. And here is one limitation of our study because we sequenced only about 2% of the genome in those 250 accessions, we likely missed a lot of targets. So we took a random snapshot of 2% of the gene and The vast majority of those 2% of the genome that we surveyed does not contribute to local adaptation, only a small proportion. So we were not really able to pinpoint the genomic regions that are involved in local adaptation that play a big role. And this will require future studies, mostly by sequencing the whole genome of these uh, genotypes, of these accessions, as they're also called, and then conduct our analysis again with uh, more or less the same method by correlating genetic diversity with climatic variables, with environmental variables, and then look for genes that have a high probability of being involved in local adaptation.
0: Oh, fantastic. And I guess kind of leading on from that, All of your results are really interesting, but I think sometimes it can be hard for people outside of plant breeding to really know how uh, these are going to be applied. So how will this study help in plant breeding efforts? What's the important thing in this study?
2: So while barley is a very useful resource for plant breeding to introgress new genetic variety, it has been already used for introgressing individual resistance genes, but the adaptation to drought stress and heat stress is a little bit more complex because more genes are likely involved. So what we already did is we crossed a few of these wild barley that are differentially adapted to a modern so-called elite varieties, which are varieties that are currently marketed and introgressed segments of the wild genome into the elite varieties. And then they were tested already in uh, various uh, locations in South America over a couple of years. And we are currently analyzing these data to find out whether we can actually improve the stress tolerance of elite barley, of modern barley varieties by introgressing DNA from 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 the white relatives. Oh, fantastic. Hopefully that goes well. Um, And I wonder
0: what you think the most important message in this paper is. So obviously there's lots of very interesting stuff from the barley perspective and plant breeding. What are you hoping that people reading this paper are going to take away from it?
1: Yeah, so... um As I mentioned, in this environment, it's very diverse and uh, we we identify some gene flows in this region. And uh, before the study, I expect that we will observe that environmental variables should contribute to a lot of uh, genetic variation than other non-selective forces and our results suggest that non-selective forces should be much more important than environment when it comes to explaining the genetic diversity of wild barley population in this region so i think this is the most interesting part of this study One could also view it from the
2: other side. One would expect that a large proportion of the genetic variation contributes to the adaptation to these very different environments in the Levant region. But what we found is that the vast majority of the genetic variation we observe in this region is uh, what is called neutral. It does not seem to contribute to local adaptation and only a small proportion of the genome contributes to it. Mm,
0: perfect. I mean, plant breeding is a big thing for heredity, but it's an area that I'm weak on. So uh, it's always really nice to hear about the different methods that you're using and how you're planning on applying these studies. And yeah, that was everything I had to ask. So thank you both very much for joining me. The last thing that I always like to ask is if you can just remind us what your paper is called, but also just tell us about everyone else involved in bringing us the study.
1: So the title of uh, our paper is uh, Physical Geography Isolation by Distance and Environmental Variables Shape genomic variation of Wild Valley in the Southern Levant. Uh, we are especially uh, want to thank our co-author, Io Friedman and uh, Martin Marsha and Axel Himobach. They contribute a lot for uh, this work also. And also the, the, the group member in their lab.
0: Well, thank you very much for joining me and sharing your work with us. Thank you. Thanks to Chewe and Carl. You can find their paper on the Heredity website. That's nature.com forward slash HDY. While you're there, you can also check out how to submit your own papers to the journal. Heredity is the official journal of the Genetic Society. You can subscribe to the Heredity Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and you can follow us on Twitter. That's at Heredity Journal. If you want to get in touch with me directly, drop me an email at hereditypodcast.gen at gmail.com. I'm James Bergen. Thanks for listening.